All right, welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Rotundo. And we got week seven, Chris. Um, let's just be up front right away. This week kind of sucked. There were two close primetime games that were both boring as hell uh, with backup quarterbacks. And then <laughs> one good Sunday afternoon or so, yeah, Sunday early afternoon game was Falcons-Dolphins, which I don't know if a lot of people expected that to be maybe the game of the week, so... You know, honestly, a lot of blowouts happen, but, um, you know, there's going to be a lot to get into. Your Steelers had a bye, so you didn't have to watch. You didn't have to be too nervous over the weekend, but, I'm, you know, we'll get to the Chiefs later. I'm already rolling my eyes just thinking about the season so far. But, um, yeah, other than that, I think we should just go right into and roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, Browns, Broncos, Chris, Thursday night football. I think a lot of people expected this not to be too interesting, especially with, you know, Baker Mayfield being out. Replace him with Case Keenum, Nick Chubb being out, Kareem Hunt, uh, Odell. I mean, all the Browns had injuries. And then, you know, the Broncos are kind of just the Broncos at this point, where they're a pretty boring team if they don't play like a horrible team anyway. So, you know, 17 to 14, final score. Not much to say about this game besides, damn, am I lucky that I picked up Dearness Johnson in fantasy because that's that's just credit to Kevin Stefanski, honestly, because you throw a guy in there, Dearness Johnson, I, I don't know if he's a rookie, he might be a rookie, but he had 146 yards and a touchdown on 22 carries in his first real debut as a starter against Denver, whose defense isn't bad. So, honestly, props to the young kid getting out there and doing what, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have been doing all year. So, you know, for me, that's pr- the primary reason why I think the Browns won is with the help of the running game. And, uh, yeah, Broncos are exactly who we thought they were. They just can't beat a good team. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said in the intro, uh, there were really no good games this week, this being one of the closest games of the week. And it was a pretty much a snooze fest besides the Ernest Johnson. Uh, not really a whole lot to talk about in this game. I thought the Browns were going to lose. You're missing a bunch of guys due to injury. Uh, not to mention your starting quarterback isn't playing. And the Browns, they just pull away. I mean, really not a whole lot to discuss about this game unless if like if you were lucky like Sam, you got Johnson off the waivers and you were able to yeah. have a nice start to your week and your season long. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos didn't really have this game whatsoever throughout the entire, you know, Thursday night game. So they, they came back at the end, made it a three-point game, and then – Jeremy Johnson just got the first downs for the Browns and it ended a pretty boring Thursday night matchup. I'm happy the Broncos lost. So <laughs> the Chiefs are still tied with them for last. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, we can move on. And uh, oh, great. Look what's next on the list, Chris. Chiefs Titans. All right. You know what? Sure. Let's just get it over with. Um, do, you, do you want to lead off or should I? Yeah, please? I'll I'll just get it all out. I mean, uh this is like the third time this year I've had to start a Chiefs recap with I don't know where to start, and it's not a good thing. I mean, you could start with I mean, how I bad guess... the defense is. I mean, the defense, Derrick Henry didn't even have to do anything. It was the passing game that completely dismantled you guys. 
Yeah. Um, at least I have AJ Brown in fantasy, I guess. That's all I could say. I mean, the fact that Derrick Henry, I know this has been memed a thousand times, and anyone who follows the NFL profusely has already heard this a million times. So I'm not going to be one of those people who just, sh- you know, shits out the same meme every single time something happens. Derrick Henry, more touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes. I get it. I understand. Obviously, it sucks to watch. And that's actually like the third time the Titans have done that play on us in like three years. And it really pisses me off. Okay. Yeah. Defense. Actually, the one bright spot on this defense I have to say in this game was Nick Bolton. I did not expect a rookie linebacker that we picked in the second round to play that well against Derrick Henry in the run game. So I will give him his props. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why Mike Hughes, our corner, is still like our quarterback one right now. He's just, he just couldn't stop AJ Brown for shit. It was terrible. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the rankings are on our defense right now, but I know we're 32nd or at least 31st or 30th in a lot of categories. And I don't expect that to stop anytime soon. I mean, the trade deadline's coming up. Chris, we were discussing this before the show, Melvin Ingram, you know, there's a possibility he might go to the Chiefs, but like you said, um, I don't think that's going to make so much of a difference. I agree with no, you. No, they're not going to trade him to the – they want to get him out of the AFC. They want to send him to an NFC team. Yeah, so, like, honestly, at this point, it's a complete dumpster fire. I I keep saying this. I keep referring back to what I said in the preseason. I genuinely thought – I wasn't just trying to, like, be a hype beast about this team. I genuinely thought this defense – was going to be one of the best under Patrick Mahomes. And I just don't know what happened. It's just, it's been an absolute mess. And this game was just the icing on the cake. I mean, luckily we have the Giants next week. We'll get to that, you know, later on in the episode discussing that game. But I mean, all these worthy opponents we've played, the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, the Titans, they've all put up 29 or 27 plus on us this year. And it's just been embarrassing. So, I mean, the fact that we only put up three points Chris, this is the first time in four years I didn't get to see the Chiefs on the touchdown recap in Red Zone. Four years. We were juniors in high school. We are juniors in college right now. I mean, that's that's just absolutely crazy. That's kind of crazy. But, I mean, the way they've been playing recently, it just hasn't been good. They've just been a bad team. I mean, you look at the stats from 2020 to 2021 with Mahomes. I know I talked to you about this a little bit before we uh, started recording, but – it's not like Mahomes is doing anything different. His stats are pretty identical. You just look at the uh, interceptions and the turnovers, and I think they lead the league in turnovers right now. But how many interceptions does Mahomes have? Eight, nine? Nine. Um, you can easily take four of those away, four or five, yeah. depending on how generous you want to be. Because Tyreek, I know for a fact, I can remember seeing two passes go right through his hands. Yes. There was the no-look pass to Marcus Kemp in the Chargers game that went right through his hands. Yeah, it's like stuff like that that, I mean, it's going to go down as – They go down as interceptions, but in all reality, it's not on the quarterback. It's more so on the receiver. But you you could take away four or five of those, depending on how generous you want to be. And Mahomes would be having better stats through seven games this year than he would last year. But due to the fact that the turnovers – no one's really seeing that and I mean I'm not gonna see turnovers are you know they're mostly a luck-based thing especially when it comes to a guy like Mahomes like I'll I'll be one of those Chiefs fans to admit 
Like there were very interceptable passes that he's thrown over the last three years that we've gotten very lucky. And honestly, when it comes to turnovers, it's it's a battle between lucky and unlucky. We've just gotten more unlucky than lucky this year. And this is the result. I mean, I will not refrain from saying Mahomes has made some of the worst throws he's ever made in his career this season, which is absolutely true, especially in that Washington game uh, two weeks ago. But, you know, it really comes down to ball security. I, I, we can't afford too many of these guys like Tyree Kill just having the ball go right through their hands. And I mean, it's really just hurting Mahomes' confidence, and it's not with, good. With the- what I feel like defenses are doing more so this year than years prior, they're just doubling Tyreek and they're saying beat us through someone else. Um, I feel like Kelsey could be more productive, I guess, but I'm really not sitting here analyzing Chiefs games left and right, but I know Sam would know more than I would. But I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong or not, teams are more so zeroing in on stopping Tyreek Hill rather than trying to stop both of them, you know what I'm trying to say? And they're saying yeah. beat us with Byron it's, Pringle, Nicole Hardman, these just average at best wide receivers who kind of get the shine because defenses are so focused on stopping these two monsters in Tyreek and Kelsey that it can it leaves one of these other guys wide open for a free touchdown. That this year defenses are just playing the Chiefs smarter. And the defense is so bad that anyone can go down and, and just score on them. Yeah, I mean, there's something seriously wrong with this the chemistry of this team. And the fact that McCall or Byron Pringle, five catches, 73 yards, great for him. But the fact that he was leading our team on offense this game, uh, it's just it just shows. And, uh, you know, guys like McCall Hardman a few weeks ago, I was talking about how he's been pretty underratedly good. But, you know, McCall Hardman's known for making explosive plays, you know, every once in a while. And he really just hasn't done that at all this year. He's had one touchdown on a 10-yard jet sweep. I mean, there's just guys that aren't being productive. I mean, even Josh Gordon has only had one catch this entire season. This is his third game at this point. I don't know why they're not getting him involved. You know, guys like Daryl Williams, he had three catches for 30 yards. Get him more involved in the passing game. Throw some screens. I'm, I can't believe I'm at the point where I'm asking the Chiefs to go back to the Alex Smith offense, at least sometimes. The safe passes, the easy completions. Mahomes is trying to do way too much. And I don't blame them. Our defense is so bad. We're getting down, you know, 14 nothing, 21 nothing early on in games. And Mahomes feels like he has to make these plays. And he has the confidence to do it because he did it in the past. But, you know, this year it's a little bit different. Teams have us more figured out. And, you know, Mahomes is getting unlucky with these interceptions. And, you know, that's just not going to cut it. And that's why we're 3-4 and four at the end of the day. The offensive line even doesn't seem like it's just – they tried rebuilding the entire offensive line in an offseason. It just kind of seems like – that project has failed. The defense would well, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's failed. I, this was definitely their worst game of the year. They've been good most of the year. I would say Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey and you know Trey Smith have been very solid. This was definitely Joe Tooney and Trey Smith's worst game of the year. But I will admit the Orlando Brown, that that whole thing has really just been that's been a failure for sure. We definitely need to work out our tackles. I do like our interior offensive line, though. But um, in terms of this game, yeah, it was a complete mess. I don't really know what the whole salary cap issue is over there now, but you're paying Mahomes half a billion at this point. Uh, Tyreek and Kelsey of all this <laughs> not money. Yet, not yet. It goes into net. It goes into it next year. Ne- yeah, next year things are going to get things are going to get a little bit interesting because at this point, you know, defense wins championships. And it seems like the Chiefs are more so offensive oriented, which I, I know I'm on the record of saying that the defense doesn't have to be anything special because 
this team has the ability to go down and literally score any single any single time they want. But at the same we time, we don't even have to. Yeah, we don't even have to be average. We could be slightly below average and go to a Super Bowl. Like it's honestly, it's astounding that. With this, with this offensive sense. talent, you guys could get away with that, but this defense is playing like a freaking NFL team going up against a peewee football team. It's it's just that bad, but... Yeah. It's uh, just, just, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's just so unfortunate. I mean, I even I even told myself at the beginning of the year, like, like obviously, like, a week before we're doing the record predictions, like, I'm going to have as much confidence as I can because it's a new season, whatever. But, you know, the second we lost the Super Bowl, like, I'm this very superstitious person and, like, I know what it's like for teams to lose the Super Bowl and how hard it is to bounce back. Like, you're playing all those games so many years in a row, and especially when you lose the confidence after losing the Super Bowl and you got to pay you guys. I mean, it's tough. Like, I had a very weird feeling about this season that it wasn't going to work out. I, I picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know that I should uh, – look, I thought we were going to be fine, but I really didn't expect us to be this bad. Like, three and four. I mean, if we lose to the Giants, our season's completely over. I'm, I'm really looking ahead to that Week 10 game against the Raiders. Um, that's that's going to make or break your entire season because if we lose that, then we're going to have zero chance of making the playoffs. So. I, I, I know last week I said one more thing, and then we got to keep this uh, moving. But I know yeah. I said that I, w- I don't want to hit the panic button yet, but – this Chiefs team, I think that Mahomes could legitimately throw six touchdowns against the Giants next week. But if this Chiefs team, if they somehow lose to the Giants team, or if this game comes down to some over, like, over. last second touchdown by the Chiefs or field goal or a field goal to win the game, I'm still going to be worried about this because this Giants team that they're playing is bad. Is, is bad, and if the Chiefs can barely squeak out a win versus them, I. I really don't know. I know I said I wanted this is the first sniff of adversity that they've had during a, this early in a season or a season underneath Mahomes in general. And I said I was interested to see how they were going to play it out. And it's really not looking too good right now. I think this Giants game coming up, which we'll get to our predictions later, but it's going to be uh, very telling how they can, are, are they going to be able to beat down on this really bad team? And will this Giants team be able to move the ball in the Chiefs? Yeah, look, we in 2015 we started off one and five. We ended eleven and five. Made the playoffs, won a playoff game. In you know, the Bucks had five losses last year. There's always a chance, but you know, that what else can I say? We can move on. But um, oh, actually, one last thing: the last time we didn't score a touchdown in a regular season game was against the Giants, and that was four years ago. And I was at that game, so I don't know. I just think that's really weird. That of course, like I. That was the last time. Like I was actually at the game. It was stupid. All right, let's move on. Packers, Washington. Washington we can we can be pretty quick through a ton of these games. I mean, Packers, Washington. Uh, Packers pretty much had their way pretty easily. Um, no, 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 no. I would argue that. I would say. <laughs> I would say the football team really shot themselves in the foot. I think that rule where the runner gives himself up where Taylor Heineke had his knee down at the one-yard line. I think it's a stupid rule, and I think that should have been a touchdown, and I think that's what completely turned around the game, and Washington just got super unlucky after that. But this game, at the same time, this Terry McLaurin, there were a bunch of missed opportunities for Terry. I know he had one touchdown pass that was overthrown. 
Um, another one that was bounced in front of him. And then there was another one when he was in tight coverage and he just couldn't pull it down. So Terry missed out on, he could have potentially had two touchdowns and 200 yards from a fantasy perspective. That would have been great. Uh, he like, I'm, I'm going to say it every week. He deserves a top tier quarterback because he's putting up these numbers with not so great quarterbacks and imagine what he would do with the likes of an Aaron Rodgers or mm-hmm. a Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And, right. um, you know, actually, Washington, I don't think the Packers really had to do much after Washington kept shooting themselves in the foot, but their defense had a better game than they normally do, I guess, only giving up 24 points. So as a Washington fan, can't be too mad about that. But um, I don't know. I mean, this game, I think we all knew the Packers are going to win. And uh, all I could say is I actually like those weird uniforms they wore. <laughs> But yeah, I really have not much else to say about this game, to be honest with you. I think this next game is really interesting. It provides a lot of interesting storylines moving throughout the year. Uh, the Bengals and Ravens, the Bengals put a bully beat down on Baltimore. Uh, I called it last week. I said the Bengals would win and you thought I was crazy. But it just it just felt like the right spot. I mean, this Bengals team... I feel people are now going to start giving them that the respect that they deserve. Uh, Joe Burrow is there. He is within the next two years, he is going to be a top five quarterback and in the MVP conversation. Um, Jamar Chase proving everyone wrong. We were all questioning, questioning that pick. Well, I, at least I was uh, taking the wide receiver in the first round. You see everything going on in preseason, the drops, and we all laughed at it and said it was stupid, but he's proving us wrong. That connection is dangerous. He is a fantasy monster. He's among the top wide receivers this season. He's looking to break records. Um, he could break rece- He's going to break receiving records this year as a rookie, which is crazy. Yeah, he's going to catch up to his uh, former teammate, uh, Justin Jefferson, from last year. So that should be interesting. I, I mean, the things he's doing is unbelievable. Uh, and now, can the Bengals hold on? And can they win the North? It's going to be tough. It's is one of the hardest divisions in football. As a Steelers fan, it must be weird to hear that the Cincinnati Bengals are the one seed in the AFC. It, it is it, it is weird, but I I do like Joe Burrow. I, I like what this Bengals team has, but it's it's interesting. But you know, it's, it's Joe Burrow. He he's good. I like him. He's a great quarterback, and he's leading this young team right now. And do I think they're going to come out of the AFC North and win the division? The way they're playing right now, yes, but there's still a ton of season ahead of them. A lot of things can happen. So right now I'm going to say they won't win the division, but I think the playoffs are very likely. Yeah, absolutely. Their, their schedule does get a lot harder, although it's not as hard as we thought it was going to be because they're better. So maybe they yeah. will win some of these difficult games. But, um, I mean, let's give it, yeah. You already talked about Jamar Chase. We gave them enough credit. Uh, CJ Uzuma, honestly, slowly becoming maybe even – third target for this passing game right now. I mean, T. Higgins is pretty solid, but, you know, C.J. Uzuma, he's a, he's a shoe-in for a touchdown almost every game now, and he's, he's been really good. But um, I think the really the untold story of this team is their defense. They have so many underrated guys, such as Trey Hendrickson, um, Jesse Bates, Sam Hubbard, Logan Wilson. I mean, they've really put together a cheap roster, which is what the Bengals do pretty much every year. But it's actually working out because they're getting some talented guys, and, you know, you got to give them credit. I think Zach Taylor is finally starting to get on the scene. We talked a lot about last year, how he's like one of the most forgettable coaches in the league. But um, 
I think now he's finally going to get his comeuppance, like, if they just keep winning like this. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I don't really have much to say about the Ravens. They'll be fine. They'll probably win the division. You know, Lamar's still great. So it was kind of just one of those weird games. I'll, I'll admit it. I was wrong. I was like most people where I didn't think the Bengals were really going to show out in this game. And uh, I think even my dad was really surprised. I mean, he was going nuts when Jamar Chase kept scoring and all that happened. And just the Bengals were actually going to win this game. He was just happy to keep it close at the beginning. But when they started pulling away, I mean, you, you could see you could see that he, he hasn't experienced something like this. Since, since the I mean, 80s, probably. Tell your dad to get used to it. The Bengals, as long as Joe Burrow's there, this team is going to be a relevant team, not only in the AFC, but among the entire league for for, for years to come. They're going to be a they're going to be a they're going to be a good football team for a while, as long as Burrow's there. Yeah, and uh, the season ended today. Bengals Cardinal Super Bowl. Hey there you go. go. All right, um, <laughs> Giants Panthers. It was 5-3 for the longest time. Uh, this is by far one of the – I'm going to say one of the worst games in the slate. Uh, probably the season. I know one of my betting locks of the week was the Panthers. Uh, I think my, I had them at minus three. And, I mean, I, it wasn't even a bad pick. The Giants were without Kadarius Tony, no Saquon Barkley, no Sterling Shepard, and no um, Kenny Galladay. Darius Slayton's their number one. And then you have Evan Ingram, then Pettis. That, those are their top three receivers and Devontae Booker leading uh, the backfield. And the Giants managed to win 25-3. to three. Uh, Disgusting game. Both teams in that first half. The Panthers look terrible the entire game. Sam Darnold gets benched. And I really don't have too much to say besides Sam Darnold is a completely different quarterback from when McCaffrey was there to when McCaffrey left. It is crazy. I went on the, I said uh, that Sam, I said that Sam Darnold looks like, I think it was after week two, the quarterback, the Jets thought they drafted and then, and then McCaffrey leaves and Darnold looks like he never left the Jets. It's bad. Uh, that I, I, I don't want to say that was an overreaction what I had because he did look like that at that, but you know, it might've been a little bit of overreaction, but I think I, I couldn't have been the only one thinking that. And I don't know. I think Sam Darnold may just be a backup somewhere this year. I know that you heard Deshaun Watson to the Panthers could be a possibility, but I think that's not going to happen now. Uh, the Panthers are going to most likely have to look on to their to their next quarterback. I mean, there were even there were even some Panthers fans saying, "Bring back Cam Newton." That's when you know things are going bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just just look at the splits between. Just, just look at the difference between when McCaffrey's in and when he's out, how different Darnold plays. T- totally different quarterback, but DJ Moore's the man. Robbie Anderson's getting the volume, just not doing anything with the targets. Uh, the Robbie Anderson hype train is gone. It's just DJ Moore there. I mean, it's like night and day with this team. Uh, I, I said last week in the, you know, the predictions that this was my last chance to give the Panthers any hope for the season. And to put up three, I know the Chiefs put up three against the Titans. That's awful. But to put up three against the Giants, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, Sam Darnold, he, I don't know what happened. He's just forcing balls in there. He's not making the throws. Really stopped running the ball, which is something he was really good at the first three games. He's got to start, you know, coming out of the pocket, making some plays. You know, throw some screens to Hubbard. He had four catches. Maybe you should, you know, work him in a little bit more. Some easy completions. But, um. 
yeah, the Panthers, their defense played well for most of this game until the second half, and the Giants were just able to pull away. Uh, Dante Pettis, you know, came in and had a decent game for all the injured guys. I feel like Dante Pettis, like, is always a backup on a team, but he's, like, and anytime he comes in and plays, he's been good. Like, so I don't know. Like, I mean, he, 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 had, he had that touchdown that could he could have been down at the one, but he, he got in. Yeah. So, like, honestly, the Giants – Hold on to that guy, especially if Galladay doesn't work out or anything. But um, you know, the Giants will get their five wins this year, like they always do, and uh, we'll see what happens. But not much else to say. I guess we can go on to the closest game of the well, the most entertaining game on Red Zone, closest <laughs> game of the week. Sadly, Dolphins, Falcons, Dolphins, uh, Dolphins coming off of yeah, yeah. This is the week after they lost to Jacksonville, right? Yeah. They come out and they lose another heartbreaker, another close one. Um, I don't really want to sit here and talk so much about the game as much as I want to do about the rumors circulating around Tua. Do you think Tua is going to be gone by the trade deadline? Um, it's really tough to say. I, I honestly, I can't, I can't give you a real like confident prediction of what's going to happen with Sean Watson. I'm not sure either. I think Watson will be traded by then, I think, but it, it's what team is willing to take on the risk with all the, all the legal allegations going on around him. That's what it really comes down to. I know the Dolphins, I think they're the front runner right now, but I really don't know. I was never a Tua truther. Uh, he hasn't lived up to the hype that everyone thought that he was going to be in the NFL um this Dolphins team is one and six now their season's over they're looking on to next year for the Falcons Cordell Patterson is the wide receiver not wide receiver he's the running back one yeah which, Mike, Mike Davis just if you have him in your fantasy league just get rid of him he's been pointless he he, he projected well for this year too and he just he, he's getting slow he's slowly he, he getting point. he's slowly getting uh his work cut every single week uh, Kyle Pitts is starting to blossom into this is the second big game in a row, starting to blossom into this offensive nightmare for defenses. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, finally. I mean, this is two games in a row now. I think I think this is the stepping stone for him, and he's going mean, to really two, show out the rest of the year. Two games in a row versus two bad teams, but that's all that some of these players need, just a couple games to get confidence. Listen, they had the bye week. He had a big game, had the bye. And now he comes out and he shows out again. His confidence is building up. He's learning this NFL speed. He's learning the offense more. Uh, This is the guy the Falcons thought they drafted with the number four overall pick. I wasn't expecting crazy things for him this season. Next year, I was expecting bigger things. But he really started to show that that this is the guy that the Falcons thought that they were going to take. And I know fantasy owners of his have to be really happy because I know they were annoyed the oh, yeah. uh, what was it, the first five weeks of the season, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, I I don't see you know Matt Ryan once he starts you know finding the guy he likes he always goes to him. That's what happened with Ridley, and you even saw that over Jones in the last couple of years. And now that he has Pitts and he's starting to connect with Pitts, you you know that Matt Ryan's just going to go to him at least seven to ten times a game, you know, target yeah. wise. So that's going to be good for fantasy owners. Going back to Tua really quick. Chris, I don't know why I keep finding myself so, like slightly defending him every week, but I will say one of the two picks was not his fault. Yes, that one pick was probably one of the worst throws he's ever had, 
But besides that, 291 yards, four touchdowns, and the go-ahead touchdown to take the lead in the final minutes of the game. I'm not going to discourage Tua and say that he was the reason why the Dolphins lost. I really don't think so. I mean, the Dolphins' defense has just been god-awful this year, and they gave up, you know, a, a final drive, a few nice throws to Pitts, you know, that one amazing throw to the sideline, you know, at the end of the game. And, you know, young Wei Koo is just one of those automatic guys. That's that's the second game this year that he's made a game-winning field goal. The first one was against the Giants, so I wasn't surprised. He, you know, the Falcons actually didn't choke this one away. And, um, you know, the Falcons are 3-3 three and three and in the hunt for the playoffs. Now, that's a perfect opportunity for the Falcons just to, like, just win, like, five games now this year because it's the Falcons. But, you know, I'll give them props. They're offensive. Yeah, I feel the Falcons, solid. they quietly have three wins. I know. They have a better record than the Chiefs. Like, I just don't understand, but um, <laughs> look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look. Two is not gonna last much longer on the Dolphins, especially if Watson gets. No, straight, I think but. this is. I, I, I honestly think. It, I honestly think he'll be gone by by this time next week. It, it could very well happen. We'll see. I, I like Waddle. I think Kasiki's been a top, possibly a top five like, tight end this year, at least in the last like three, four games, but. You know, we'll see what happens. The Dolphins' season's over, but luckily they have some picks and stuff. So, oh no, they don't have picks. Eagles have the picks for Dolphins. All right, well that's pretty bad. But... All right, uh, we can move on to a, another. Uh, how, how do you put how, how do you put this lightly? Another um, ass beating, ass whooping. Is that the uh, nicest way to say? It? Some could say. You know, you know. I think we can say the Jets are just going to be the Jets. That's the perfect way to put it. 54 to 13. Uh, Mike White had to come in for the injured Zach Wilson. Uh, Mike, talk about Mike White. <laughs> like Sam said, I, I text him in all caps, Mike White season with a bunch of laughing he, emojis. And Sam goes, You got to say what you said. It was so well, fun. I forgot what I said. I forgot what I said. You said, I forgot word for word, but you were like, he's the uh, generic Madden, like, creative oh, yeah, yeah. player. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's literally what you – he's like the number one overall pick in like the 2034 uh, franchise draft in Madden. Like Mike White, what are, he was like, what, 6'5 or something? Like you get a tall guy, he's just the most generic-looking guy, generic name, and you rename him to whatever you want, you know, in the editing, and then he just goes off and wins to a Super Bowl like 16 years from now in fantasy. And he's like, drafted. He's so an 85 funny. overall out of the draft. Yeah, and the it fact was, that he threw a touchdown right away just, just got me so hyped. <laughs> it was a beatdown. Uh, Mike, he'll be starting this week. Joe, they made a trade for Joe Flacco, which tells me that they I, – I think that means that they expect uh, – Darnold, not Darnold. Oh, no, Joe Flacco. Is, wait, did they announce Mike White starting? Mike White's going to start this week, but I think they expect oh. Wilson to be out four weeks, so then Flacco will just start after this week until Wilson gets back. That's what I'm pretty sure that means. And, uh, yeah, move on from that. We have the Raiders and Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders Ooh. left. <laughs> okay, you know, whatever. I was going to give Mac Jones a little praise, but it's fine, actually. We're, you can give him your praise if you want. You can move on. No, 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 can we can move on, actually. It's fine. I don't want I mean, to talk about Mac the Jones played well. Really. He, he, he violated the Jets. Yeah. No, we can move on. Uh, Eagles, Raiders. Miles Sanders, he was in a spot to have a big week. Uh, I know he projected fairly well, and he his day got cut short due to an injury, and I think he's already out for this upcoming week, if I'm not mistaken. 
possibly. What is his average carries like or attempts per game? It's got to be under ten, right? I I don't even know, but I know he's had a bad year so far. Uh, they got to get him more active in just every aspect of the game, and they're just not doing that. Jalen Hurts is the garbage time king. This game was closer than it should have been. They scored points mm-hmm. in garbage time. Uh, don't mistake it. It being an 11 point game, it was not that close. The Raiders dominated them in every way. And Hey, I was right. The Raiders were going to start off five and two and finish eight and nine. It's uh, well, you can't say you're hundred percent right. Yeah. You got the first part, right? We'll see what happens. Although Derek Carr again, I don't know. I'll be surprised if he just sucks the second half of the year or not sucks, but like reverts back to what he was. I'll be, look, I'm, I'm happy if what happens happens, like what you're predicting, but I got to be real. Derek Carr, he's a top 10 quarterback right now. I don't know. I feel weird about the Raiders. I just don't know. He's playing really well. Uh, I don't really think it's that hard to play well versus the Eagles, but he has been playing well all season, not taking anything away from him. But Over 90% got, completion. Yeah, I mean, second time this year. We've had we had the late news Saturday about Waller being out and well not well him getting with an injury randomly on Saturday and then he announced out and Foster Monroe comes in and he he tore it up but it's really not that weird seeing Foster Monroe just coming in and doing well because we've seen this story in the past of Waller's not going to be there he'll come in and even with Waller there he'll randomly have a touchdown catch so. This isn't really something one of these like some like random guy coming in and just having a day. It's a guy that we've seen this story play out many times before. We have to remember it was National Tight End Day, so of course he was going to go off. That is that is true. We forgot to mention Kelsey's uh, shovel throw. Did you see that on Red Zone? Yeah, that was. I, I, I he always <laughs> does something weird like that. That could have ended so badly. All right, that could have. Yeah, I didn't want to go back to that, but I just thought that was funny. All right, Lions he, Rams. he loves just scoring in garbage time. He's the number four ranked fantasy quarterback, by the way, this year. Yeah, it's and so it's random. all because of garbage time. I know. It's it's crazy. All right, we did it wrong. All right. Uh, Lions, Rams. Uh, I The Rams had their way in this game, but at the same time, the, Ram, the Lions pulled out every possible way to stay in it. They go down, they score. They kick an onside kick, they recover it, and then they do a fake punt, and then they and, and they get the first down on that. So right there, they score. They did the onside kick. You're taking one possession away from the Rams, and then you do the fake punt. So right there, that's two offensive possessions already taken away from the Rams that early. Uh, they were pulling out all the tricks to try and stay close, and it worked. I mean, they didn't get completely – violated like we thought matt stafford he had his revenge game versus some three touchdowns cooper cup had himself a hell of a day proving that he is arguably the best receiver in the league this season mm-hmm. i would say cooper cup is the equivalent is the better version of the 2019 michael thomas with the amount of targets he's getting I mean, think about the workload. Uh, does anyone know what he's what he's on his way to? Because it's got to be. It might be the record, right? Especially with the eighteen or something uh, crazy. Games. I, I just know that it just reminds me of like Michael Thomas. You know, he ran all these short routes and got like fourteen targets a game, and Cups doing that, but except Cups running these twenty yard patterns and just completely 
having his way every week. So he's just the better version of the 2019 Michael Thomas. Yeah. I think the Lions were up, what, 13-3 to three in the second quarter? They, they, they had it for a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, they then, lead the league in respectable losses this year. Like, they lead like the league I said, in that. This Lions team is a winless team that respects their coach and will play hard every single week. I, I can't. I can't. Like, this is one of the first times, and, and the fact that they're 0-7 is just funny that I'm saying this, but this is one of the first times I could truly say that some of these players actually like playing for the Lions this year, and that's all because of the administration and the coaching, which is crazy to say because I mean, they're 0 they're, they're starting from the ground up there. Uh, Goff, nobody thought he was the answer, but they had to get a quarterback in return for Stafford. Uh He's bad, as we know, but he was protected by the grace of the Rams and Sean McVay's ability to coach. Yeah, I was trying to kind of give Goff one more chance, and then he just threw that interception to lose the game to Jalen Ramsey. I was like, you know what? Well, I'm going to be honest. If you're going to try and give a quarterback a second life or a second chance, I don't think a Lions team in 2021 (laughs) when they're trying to rebuild is the spot to go for a your second chance in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see Jared Goff in a Broncos uniform. Oh, it's just so perfect. I the Broncos, they, they need a quarterback. That's such a perfect Jared Goff team. Can't you totally see him with, like, a Broncos helmet on? Listen, if I'm the Broncos, I'm not trying to go get no Jared Goff. I'm trying to get one of these top guys because the Broncos <laughs> no, are exactly what the Broncos do. They just get, like, average to below average quarterback. The Broncos, if they had a top half quarterback – they would they would be able to compete. Yeah. No. Well, a team that can compete going up against a team that can't compete. So hopefully. Did you cut out? No, you, you just completely cut out. Okay. We'll keep going. We don't uh, I, anyway, yeah, I know what you were trying to say. You were saying you don't want them to? Yeah. Well. I, I just don't want them to be good ever again i hate the broncos <laughs> all right um bucks bears it's it was the uh i'll say the pg-13 version of the uh jets game 38 to 3 justin fields looked bad i know he's a rookie quarterback i'm not gonna be i'm, I'm not concerned but this i didn't expect him to look this bad i know historically Historically, you look at the stats it's of all the rookie quarterbacks. Historically, rookie quarterbacks never really fare that well. So you got to see how he's going to develop. Uh, I think Matt Nagy is a bad coach. He needs to go. Uh, I don't. I just don't know why he's just not getting the ball to Allen Robinson. This is terrible. Um. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Allen Robinson's in trade talks uh, at deadline. I, this Bears I feel team. It's so bad. I mean, we all expected them to get blown out by the Bucs, but three points with three interceptions against one of the worst pass defenses in the Bucs, especially with all those injuries in the secondary, is just embarrassing. Khalil Herbert, he's been actually a hidden gem on this team so far ever since Montgomery got hurt. But besides that, they they just haven't found their identity at all, much like most Bears offenses ever do. I mean, the Bears have never actually had a great quarterback in their entire franchise at least post Super Bowl era so I'm not too surprised 
you know, Justin Fields should have known that, you know, this is a team where quarterbacks go die. So he should get out of there as quick as he can. I don't know. Or fire Matt Nagy. I mean, there's so many solutions to these issues, but there's also a lot of problems. So the Bears, I don't know what's going on. The Bucks. if I were a Tom Brady fantasy owner, I loved Tom Brady in the first half and I hated him in the second half. He got a 600, you know, touchdown pass, went to a fan. The fan had to return the ball. He didn't and, have uh, to return yeah, the ball. He kind of chose to return the ball. Yeah, but I think uh, in, you could have made a lot of money. Yeah, I think the ball's reportedly worth five hundred thousand dollars, and I think oh he also, I think God. he got, a, I think he got a signed jersey, signed cleats, a bitcoin, and I think he got season tickets for the rest of this year as long <laughs> as all of next year. And you do the math for that. What's bitcoin at? Six, over a little bit over sixty grand. Oh, don't ask me. I'm not into any of that. Hold on. Uh, oh, who cares, Chris? Who cares? No, no, hold, hold on. Bitcoin is that yet? It's it's sixty thousand two hundred ninety-two dollars right now. But you look at that, then how much would a Brady signed jersey go for? Uh, you could put that up for a few thousand. Yeah, I mean, and then the cleats, the season tickets, and everything. You're not even coming close to half the price of what that ball would have been worth. But in, in the moment. It's one of those things, like, as a fan sitting at home, you're, you're like, why the hell would you give it back? You, I wouldn't do that. But when you're actually there and in the moment, you're not thinking about that. You're really not thinking clear. You're like, uh, he wants the ball back. All right, and you're just going to give it. You're not going to say no. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's still walking out of there 60 grand plus richer than when he walked in. So I know he missed out on a lot of money, but at the same time, he still is making a profit. Oh man, five hundred thousand though. I just I couldn't. If you I heard know, that after I gave the ball away, I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal with that. You know, uh, it's just so bad of a game. If we're sitting here talking about a fan getting a ball, that's you just know. You know what? When it's five hundred thousand, I'd be pissed off, Chris. That's winning Big Brother right there without even going on the show. That's how much it is. That's I mean, just that's crazy. insane. Just crazy. but all right. We can move on and pretty quickly pass this. Uh, Cardinals, Texans, 31 to 5. Scorigami. Scorigami. Second week in a row. Uh, I don't really know. Zach Ertz, he had a nice little welcome to uh, Arizona. Welcome to Sam's fantasy team this week. We love it. We love to see it. And I guess the biggest story from the Cardinals is JJ Watt. He's going to most likely have surgery on his shoulder that will keep, that will sideline him for the remainder of the season. And it sucks. Him and his, the latter stages of his career, he's getting plagued by injuries and just cutting season after season short for him. Uh, a player like this doesn't deserve to have this happen for him. I hope he gets a ring, but he, he can still get a ring the way these Cardinals have been playing. It's just, it sucks that he's just not going to be a part of this Cardinals team for the remainder of the year. It just happens every year. Honestly, I'm surprised it came in week seven and on week three at this point. I mean, it just this guy can't stay healthy. Hey, I mean, at least he got his revenge game against the Texans. You know, actually, there's a lot of revenge games. There's DeAndre Hopkins revenge game. He did uh, pretty well. He had JJ um, Watt. You had had Hopkins revenge game. David Johnson. Texans. You had you had a Jared Goff revenge game at the same one, the same time, but that oh yeah, oh, yeah. So we didn't even we didn't even mention that at all. Jared, yeah, uh, Matt nobody Stafford. cares about Jared Goff revenge as much as it was <laughs> like Matt, Matt Stafford, Stafford revenge. Uh, what yeah. other revenge games do we? Yeah, that's I think that's all the revenge games we've yeah, had. Yeah, nothing so far. nothing important besides that. Hey, it was five nothing Texans 
Got to give, give them their props for having the that, lead at one point. That is true. Oh, speaking of the Texans, uh, Mark Ingram traded back to the Saints where he started his career. I, like needs, I think he needs 90 yards to break the Saints all-time rushing yards leader. Is that correct? 90 more? I have no idea. But he'll go back. I know Brandon Cooks <laughs> tweeted out. What, what did he say? Uh, Brandon Cooks, if he's actually like up for trades – I'm dead serious when I say the Chiefs better make their move and better make it now because we're not going to get a guy on the Chiefs. He only needs to be paid $1.5 million uh, if the team picks him up. So if the Chiefs don't make this for cheap, like a guy like Brandon Cooks, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest, going to be pissed off. Well, I don't really know why the Chiefs would make a trade for another offensive weapon when they're key. We need one. Pri- we need one. You need one. You guys have Hill, Kelsey. You guys signed Josh Gordon, who he is when, older. When Pe- people Josh here, Gordon here, has gotten one one catch this year. McCole Hardman's I know, average. I know. I know. And people when think, Hill's locked up, we have no options. People think that J- the Josh Gordon move is going to be big, but you guys still have Hill and Kelsey, top five players at their respected positions. But I think defense is where you guys have been losing the games. So I wouldn't sit here and try to make your offense yeah, but for better. For only one point five not- million, I'm going for Brandon Cooks ten times out of ten. I don't care. I would try. I to think he enhances this office regardless. Gotta help that. I office. would too, but I'm, I'm saying at the, the same time, you could go for Brandon Cooks because he's cheap. Uh, no if I was if I was a GM, Cooks. I'm going for the area that we need more, and that's the defense rather than offense, because the offense isn't gonna. The <laughs> well, Chris, offense I isn't gonna help. that. The the thing is, he's only 1.5 million, so we could also go for the defense doing that. That's what I'm saying. I don't we know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't focus on Brandon Cooks. I try and focus on getting some defensive players. You know what? But go why go get Brandon. You, if you're able to do both, because Brandon Cooks is cheap, why wouldn't they you? They won't do both? do both. They won't do both. But make, you would. You make one trade for Brandon Cooks and one for someone on defense. I'd rather make two trades and both go towards the defense rather than offense. The offense is fine. They don't need any other weapons on offense. I would take Brandon Cooks in a heartbeat just saying. Go get Brandon Cooks, have the defense getting torched for 30-plus points a game, and don't make the Super Bowl. Yeah, but two guys. There's no there's no guys that are out at the level of Brandon Cooks that are on defense at that level that would change our defense to the point where we're not going to still suck. So, honestly, at this point, just get Mahomes another weapon. I don't I, I, I don't agree with that. That's fine. That's fine. But that's oh, just yeah. that's one, that's one time. Get Mahomes another weapon, but – won't be able to do it, but the defense still couldn't stop fucking me. <laughs> that defense is so bad, Sam. I don't know yeah, how you're not saying. You. Um, Chris, if there were better people out on the market for cheap, like Brandon Cooks is on offense, on defense, then I would be all for it. I mean, still go for people, but there's no one that's going to change his defense that much. So at this point, just go for the cheapest, best guy on the market, which is Brandon Cooks. He happens to be on offense. I can't help you with that. You know, just saying. Brandon Cooks, wherever he goes, I just I know could he's totally, gonna go to like the freaking Ravens or some shit, like the Browns, like the Browns. I don't know, just something. Could you some, imagine? Some, I, some, some rival. Could you? I could. I could see it right now. Brandon Cooks is going to like the Bengals or something, something like that. I could see that. Yeah, just just someone that would make the Chiefs even worse. All right. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's making me depressed. Sunday night football, Chris. Colts Niners. The fact that the Colts put up 30 in this weather is actually uh, props to them. Um, the fact that the was, 49ers. Game, 
the fact that the 49ers thought that Garoppolo was slight or thought that Garoppolo over Brady was the smart decision still cracks me up because Garoppolo sucks. His team, Garoppolo, is so, Super Bowl. Garoppolo is so bad. Well, you know what? I do want to see Garoppolo. I mean, is he injured now? Is he, is he even playing this week against the Bears? Who knows? The 49ers, I feel the 49ers. I do want to see him. him. I do want to see him in better weather conditions. Not this game. This game was just sloppy for quarterbacks all around. Like I think there was combined maybe five or six fumbles in this game. Yeah, it was it was so a ugly gonna, game. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on Garoppolo too much. Uh, it was it was just a sloppy game in general. You could just see from the beginning from the beginning of the season when they drafted Trey Lance, San Francisco already quit on Garoppolo. They knew that this is gonna be his last year there, and then he was gonna be moving on because they drafted the quarterback of the future in Trey yeah. Lance. So Garoppolo had to come out and have something to prove this year to try and boost his value around the league. And so far this season, he's been hurt and really hasn't proved anything, just that he is a I – I wouldn't even know if I could – he's just a, a fancy backup quarterback, I guess. I mean, he's nothing – he's not that good. Yeah, they definitely relied – on the run game in this in this matchup here. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, I'm pretty sure Elijah Mitchell, yeah, and Jonathan Taylor both had 18 carries, 107 yards, and a touchdown, which is pretty weird. But, um, you know, watching this game, I liked what I saw, different aspects from the Colts, especially their defense. Um, and I think that the Colts are getting a lot better, and their schedule is definitely going to do them favors coming up. I think they played the Jags, the Titans, and – maybe the Jets or something. Yeah, they, they have a pretty easy schedule coming up, so I wouldn't be surprised going into, you know, late November. The Colts have a winning record. Maybe they December. Have, we'll see what happens. The Titans this week, so they get to go up against a soft defense, and they put the Jets and the Jags, and they have a then they have the Bills and Bucks, which are two very challenging games, okay, and then yeah, they go up against the, And then they have the Texans, and then it it's inconsistent. It's like easy and then it gets hard and then it gets easy again then it starts to stiffen up a little bit it's up and down so they really got to take advantage of these uh winnable games the jets jags texans they got to take advantage they got to capitalize on those games yeah i mean as long as carson wentz doesn't throw that interception actually counter as a fumble but that one play he had against the Niners, that was just like a shovel pass right into the chest, two feet away from him of a 49er defender. As long as he doesn't do that every game, I think the Colts have a good chance of uh, how much how much confidence year. do you have in Carson Wentz not to do that? True. He is pretty uh, fidgety and kind of just all over the place sometimes. But you know, I, I didn't I didn't hate him in this game besides that throw. You know, Michael Pittman, 105 yards touchdown. He's been really good. So we'll see what happens. But the 49ers, I think their season's as close to over as you can get without actually saying it's over. Agreed. Very much agreed. Very very much agreed. All All right, right. Chris. Final game, Monday Night Football. Seahawks. Talk about a boring game. The fact that it was a three-point game and it was probably up there for the top three most boring games – Wait, this is pretty Sunday sad. night and Monday night were both rain games, right? 
Yeah, and, and the Browns Broncos game, I think, was like weird too. Yeah, I mean, not rainy, in, but it was just like weird. In rainy games, you're going to see less passing. So that means you're going to see less scoring and you're going to see a lot more volume from running backs and not as many explosive deep balls. And the score kind of shows for that, but it's just, it was just so sad watching this game. I think the NFL really needs to start flexing more games on the, on the prime time. Like, I don't want to sit here and watch Geno Smith play. I don't want to sit here and watch. Oh, I know you, it's a little too late to flex a Thursday night game. You really can't do that. But I don't want to watch Case Keenum and the Broncos on Thursday night, even though short week, you can't move another team to a short week. But I mean, you could have easily moved. There were a ton, like, I don't want to see Saints Seahawks Sunday night. Move that earlier in the week and put a more exciting game on. Like Lions Rams, I would have rather seen that be a Monday night, like a primetime game. Stafford playing its former team. I would have much rather seen something like that. Yeah, I, I think you can't really, yeah, you can't flex Thursday nights because everyone has to have their Thursday night game every team. But, like, yeah, especially with this game, we knew that this wasn't going to be fun, like, to watch. I, I think after the DK Metcalf touchdown, some people were intrigued. Oh, you know, the Seahawks might actually be playing well this game. We have Jameis. But, honestly, nothing happened after that. It was it was just punts and bad offense. and It was just boring. DK Metcalf only had – what, one more catch this game or two more catches? Two catches, one more catch. 96 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, so just just no no star power. Kamara did good. He did very good. But yeah, besides I mean, that, I mean, Geno Smith couldn't get it done once again, third week in a row on primetime. The Seahawks are two and five. I think their season's pretty close over as well. I'll probably get Russell back soon. But, you know, I just don't see any intrigue in this matchup. It was terrible. It, I mean, if – it just goes to show you how good Russell Wilson is that this team, you just take him out of the picture and how bad they are compared to them with him. With Russell Wilson, you're always talking about, oh, they can make a playoff run. They can make a run every year. And now you take him out and you have Geno Smith in there. And this team sucks. Like I'm shocked that Russell Wilson never even got one MVP vote. And I think they're really going to start opening up people's eyes to just go to show you how all the pieces are the same. Just a quarterback is different. Russell Wilson, I don't know how we didn't get I'm, I'm just going to say, I don't know how we haven't gotten a, a one MVP. But it, it, it just boggles my mind. It, it, I just can't wrap my head like around He's like the it. fifth best quarterback every year. He's, he's never in that top three. He's always right outside of it. But not even to get one? Mm-hmm. I feel like, like not. in basketball, you always have some, like, some guys that – Shouldn't really be there, but they're always going to get acquire one or two votes. I'm just shocked that Russell Wilson hasn't even got. I, I don't know. It's it just one of those things I've been thinking about. But you know, as someone who needed 30 points in the Monday night to win my league, and I had Tyler Lockett and Kamara going, I'm just glad that Kamara is there because Tyler Lockett is virtually dead in fantasy. I'm lucky that yeah. I have Mike Williams. He will be taking over for Tyler Lockett this week, and I guarantee Tyler Lockett will have. 30 fantasy points now that I said that. Probably, especially against the Jags. And speaking <sighs> of, Chris, let's move on to the week eight. I can't believe it's already week eight. It just doesn't make sense. What do we have? But, the, um, uh, the injury bowl on Thursday night? Yeah, let's talk about it. We have the Thursday night game. What's shaping up to be one of the best games, but, you know, we got some injuries in the way. We got J.J. Watt. This is Packers Cardinals, by the way. I didn't actually say it. We got J.J. Watt. Uh, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, 
Um, Marcus Valdez Scantling. Scantling. He might be coming back though. No, they're There's not. They're not going to activate him. No. Okay. Uh, you have some of the secondary of the Packers out. So uh, I think I can give my pick. Inst- I mean, I, I was honestly, before all these Packers injuries, well, Adams and Lazard are out because Lazard's not vaccinated and do the to the uh, the pro- NFL protocols for everything. He wasn't going to be able to play. Adams, he didn't travel with the team. There was still a slight possibility he could. He needed two negative tests within, I think, 24 hours apart or whatever it is. And it just, it was going to, it just wasn't able to happen. So He's out, but if none of this happened, if Adams was still there, the receiving core was all there, I was going to take the Packers to win. But due to the facts that the Packers are going to be down one, two, three weapons, well, they've been down without scaling, but two weapons and the best wide receiver in football, I'm going to go with the Cardinals to win. Score. Oh, score. I'm going to say it is going to be 29 to 20, 25. I think this is going to be a big spot for Aaron Jones, and I think the Cardinals Cardinals escape. Uh, yeah, with, you know, Rodgers has been undefeated without Devontae Adams. His pass rating has been as good as ever. His yards per game have been more than with Devontae Adams. So, you know, there's some I, – I would say definitely start Rodgers in fantasy. But, yeah, I, I'm also going to pick the Cardinals still. You know, the Cardinals are top five against the run, uh, top against the uh, tight end. I don't think Tunyon's going to have a good day either. So, I'm going to go with the Cardinals 33-27. to 27. Um, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Rodgers will put it within uh, garbage touchdown range at the end of the game. They won't be able to recover an onside kick and they'll lose the game. Yeah, I mean, what? Who? who I mean, this is well, besides the Rams. This is the best team the Cardinals have played all season. And I just um, this- yeah, they, yeah, they didn't play the Bucks. So yeah, definitely the second they best. Played. They played the Titans, Vikings, Jags, Browns. Rams, 49ers, Browns, and Texans. So I felt that this was uh, – you could argue if they had Adams, it could have been their toughest test. And, you know, they're missing some weapons, so the Cardinals will escape. I mean, look, if there's one game that the 1972 Dolphins are going to be watching, uh, it's going to be this one. So we'll see what happens. All right, Panthers-Falcons, the start of the 1 o'clock games. We've got a lot of divisional matchups this week. This is a great spot for the Falcons to blow it, but I'm going to pick them. I'm probably making a mistake by picking the Falcons, but as long as Christian McCaffrey's out, you know, I said it last week, if, if the Panthers don't beat the Giants, I've lost all hope, so I, I got to stick with my gut then and not pick the Panthers until at least McCaffrey comes back. So I guess I'll go with the Falcons 34 to 28 and shoot out maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I'm going to say it's going to be 28 to 21. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, as much as I want to pick the Panthers, just because I don't feel right saying the Falcons are going to win. Sam Darnold is so bad without McCaffrey. I have no confidence in him and I will pick against him every single week, but DJ Moore will still have a big game. I do think that. I can see that. All right. Colts, Titans. Um, 
I want to pick the Colts, but I'm just going to have to go with the Titans. I really, really think that the Colts are getting better and that they will play the Titans tough. But I just think Derrick Henry is too good against this Colts defense. And I just don't see them being able to keep up. You know, I think Tannehill is better than Wentz. A.J. Brown's back. Julio Jones is starting to get healthier. Uh, I just I just don't see the Colts being able to have enough firepower to outscore the Titans. Unless the Titans finally have one of their fluky games where they just suck all of a sudden. Could happen. But I'll pick the Titans. I'll go 35-21 to 21 in a 14-point loss for the Colts. Yep. We're going to have our first split here of the week. It's a close game, but I do have to say the Colts, it's like you said earlier, they are looking better. They got off to an ugly start. Uh, This Titans team, people are going to look at the Titans and see what they did to the Chiefs and think, oh, this Titans defense is so good. That was a fluke for that defense to play that good. It was more so the Chiefs offense playing so bad rather than the Titans defense playing good because this Titans defense sucks that – I think the Colts are gonna have a have a good day. I think they're gonna go out. I think they're gonna win. Um, listen, the Titans—they lost to the Jets. They beat the Chiefs. It's football. Then they're gonna lose to the Titans. It's. I know. It, I know. It, they might. They might. They might lose. Who knows? It's. It's what's gonna happen. And I think the score will be. I'm gonna say, twenty-five to. 23 it's gonna be a close game i'm going with a lot of close games this week we're gonna have a good okay. witching hour um, we're gonna have a really good witching hour i think we are I, we're due for one we haven't had one in a few weeks all right bills dolphins bills yikes this game's gonna suck yeah i'm going the bills 41 to 17 it's not gonna be close yeah bills um birth of dolphins i think two gets benched this game Possibly. I think this is the game he gets benched. I think the Bills are going to win. I think it could be 35 to 17. Yeah. This could be two of his last games as a Dolphin. You got to look out for that. That's all right. I mean, I, I, I really, I, I know the Falcons. Sorry to cut you off, but I know the Falcons go out there, not the Falcons, the Dolphins go out there and say, two of our guy, this and that. Because that's what they have to say. They're not going to say he's not our guy. They're going to say everything. It's a business. They're not going to go out there and verbally say that they give up on him. Yeah, so, exactly. Don't believe happen. any of that. Don't believe any of that. All right, Jets, Bengals at MetLife. Um, I'll go uh, Bengals twenty-seven to ten. I think they'll take their foot off the gas uh, after just like shutting them out, honestly, in the first half. Um, if the Bengals lose this game, then I don't know what to make of the Bengals this season. That would just be absolutely wild to kill the Ravens and lose to the Jets, but. I'm going to stick with my gut. I think the Bengals are legitimately good. We'll blow out the Jets 27-10. I We know what this Bengals team is made of. Uh, I think this Bengals team is going to go out there. I think they're going to stop on the Jets. The Jets are a terrible team. I think the Bengals could win 31-3. to <laughs> Okay. This Jets team And you have Mike White at right, quarterback. Chris. Yeah. All right, Chris. Um, I think I think I know where you're going to go with this game, so I'll get it out of the way. Steelers Browns. I'll pick the Browns just so we have a split game. Uh, I've been stuck Browns. on the score of twenty-one to fourteen, so I'm just going to stick with that. You think we're going to have a split game here? I was going to go with the Browns from before. I I said the Browns are going to win this okay. game all week. Chris, I how think did you that... pick the Broncos? Now you're not going to pick the Steelers. How did you pick the Broncos last week against Why? the Browns? Because you pick the Broncos to beat the Browns, and now you're not you're not even gonna just at least try 
Just pick the Steelers, Chris. No. I'm just going to pick the Chiefs against the Giants. I'm I'm sticking with the Browns. I think that they're going to split. I think they're going to lose on the road, and the Steelers will win at home. I think that the Browns are going to win. I think it's going to be 21 to 17. Fair enough, I guess. All right. Lions, Eagles. I'm doing it, Chris. I think this is the game the Lions do it. At home against a depleted Philly team that's just not very good. I think they finally do it on a game-winning field goal. I could just see Dan Campbell and the whole team sprinting onto the field, lifting up the kicker. I, I could just see it. So I'm going to go I'm going to go 23 to 20 in the final seconds. Damn, Lions finally get their first win. It's so funny. I was thinking about that today. I was so thinking about in my 8 a.m. class. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm looking at the scores and everything. I'm looking at what team totals and I'm looking and thinking to myself, this feels like the game that the Lions can win, but it just feels so gross. Uh, as much as I want to say the Lions, I will go with Philly here. So we have that split game. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Philly as much as I want to go with Detroit. I, I just don't know if I can sit here and comfortably say Detroit. I know that is a bit of the fish move taking the Eagles here, but the Lions are a bad team as well. Yeah. All right, Rams, Texans. I'm going to go with the Rams 36 to 7. <laughs> Who cares? It's the Texans. Rams, Texans, Rams. They are going. I think Stafford might just sit halfway through the third quarter. It's going to be that much of a blow. Which is good. I got Daryl Henderson, so I'm hoping. Sam, you're going to be like, no way this is going to happen. Uh, you know what? I was going to say they're going to score in the 50s. I'm going to say, Sam, what, what score did you say? <laughs> 36 to 7. It's a 36 to 7. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? Fuck it. 54 to 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hope. I hope. All right. Bears and Niners. This game's going to be ugly and boring. Oh, my I'm gonna God. Go 49ers, 17 to 10. Like just some really bad offense. Get Trey Lance in there with a rushing touchdown or some shit. Like a pick six for the Niners, like just some really boring stuff. Yeah, I'll just do that. I'm going to say 49ers. I'm going to say it's going to be 20 to 10. We're we're pretty much on the same page here, 20 to 10. Uh, Two bad teams, two bad quarterbacks. Well, Fields, as it stands today, bad quarterback. He's a rookie. I think he's going to be good in this league, but this season he's not going to be good. He's going to be a very bad quarterback. But this is this year thing. This isn't Dynasty. This isn't any of that. I think 49ers are going to are going to win. Yeah. All right. Chargers Patriots. Now I'm really hoping this is a trap game for the Chargers, but I think they already had that against the Ravens. Well, it wasn't a trap game. It's just they killed. But, you know, the Chargers just had a bye. They're well rested. They're at home. I do think they're going to win even though well, I'm rooting for the Patriots. The the uh the Patriots also had a bye week last week, Sam, if you don't remember. True. They <laughs> we had a fifty-four point five week. Yeah, they 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 also had a bye week. So I I don't know what you're saying. Both teams are well rested. True, true. No, but I'm still uh, gonna go with the Chargers. Yeah, I, I really, uh, Sorry, I'll, I'll I'll quickly say twenty-seven to nineteen. Chargers. I find myself often getting into a trap when I see the Patriots, thinking that this is the same Patriots team with Brady. I just I just hear the Patriots because they've. They just haunt us in our in our dreams, thinking about Brady, Belichick, and all the dominant defenses that they've had, 
and everything that I just got to get out of my head and be like, oh, this isn't the same team. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they're going to win 24 to 17. Okay, close one. Seven-point game. I like it. Uh, Seahawks, Jaguars. This one's pretty random. Uh, Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. Damn, who do I even pick? <laughs> Jaguars. Why do I see this as win? a game where the Jaguars just like randomly like like just pull away with it in like the second quarter? Jacksonville already got their one win for the year. I know. It's just the Seahawks are so bad. No, you know what? I guess the Seahawks did play the Saints pretty close. Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll pick the Seahawks. I guess I'll go. Uh, I'll go twenty. I don't know, Chris. 20, I'm going twenty. 20 I'm going seventeen to six. <laughs> I'll go twenty-four to to twenty. I don't know. It's gonna be. This it's gonna be yeah, it, it's such a dumb game. I don't want to see Geno Smith. Geno Smith versus Trevor Lawrence. Okay, Ugh. Saints Bucks. Anyone who thinks this game's going to be close is an idiot. The Bucks are going to win. Uh, 35 I'm saying 35-21. Both 14-point games. We got it. Broncos, Washington. Yikes, another snooze fest. I think Washington gets the win, actually. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, I see Taylor Heineke throws a game-winning touchdown within the last two minutes of the game. Um, I'll give it. I'll give it 24 to 23, Washington. You know what? I think that I was super high on Washington. Uh, I'm not going to go Washington this week. I think that Denver is going to win. Chase Young, he was a focal point of that defense last year. He's having his sophomore slump this year. Uh, defense hasn't been the same. I think the Broncos will narrowly escape Washington. I think they're going to win. I'm going to 21 to 20. It's going to be an uber close game. Okay. And then an actual good primetime matchup, uh, Vikings Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are absolutely going to win, but Minnesota is going to make it close. I think it's going to be a really fun offensive matchup. I'm going to go Cowboys 35, Minnesota 30. And I think both quarterbacks have a really good game. You know what? We're going to have it. This is going to be a week of split games. I think Minnesota wins. Uh, I think that Justin Jefferson goes off because Trayvon Diggs, as we know, he is giving up a crazy amount of yards to wide receivers. And Justin Jefferson is among one of the best wide receivers in the league. I think that the Vikings will win. I'm going to go with 38 to 35. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be high scoring, not a lot of defense. And I don't think that Diggs gets an interception this week. I think Justin Jefferson. Okay. Yeah, I, I would bet on it. Jefferson is going to burn him this week, and people are going to finally have their eyes open to, oh, wow. Because, you know, game's not on prime time with the Cowboys playing at four o'clock or one o'clock. Not as many people are watching it as an eight o'clock game when you have red zone jumping from game to game. Well, now they're going to be able to actually watch one game and focus on one game. True. I agree with you. Okay, and then finally, I don't know why this is on prime time. Uh, we literally play the Packers next week, and that's not on prime time, so I just don't understand what the yeah, NFL is doing. Yeah. But Chiefs-Giants, I guess I'll take watching the Chiefs against the Giants on prime time. Now, I'm not very confident 
I'm literally picking them because we actually have to win this game or our entire season's over already. We gave, can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, I think it's going to be close. I, I have this weird feeling the Giants are just going to give me a heart attack or the Chiefs are going to get off to a really slow start. Um, it's going to be something like seven to six Giants at halftime. And then I think the Chiefs will pull away and I think we'll win 22 to 17. Just, I don't, I don't know. Really weird. Mahomes have the upside to legit throw six touchdowns this game. This is a get back spot. This is a get back. I'm not saying he will, but I think he has the upside to do that. This is the get, this is the bounce back spot to get well spot for the chiefs versus a bad giants team. Uh, I think the chiefs win 37 to 23. I hope I hope we put up 37. I just don't see it. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be boring. And I think we're just going to sit back with them. I, don't, I just, I, just I just was, listen, the Giants aren't a good football team. I don't know. Last week was a fluke versus them. The Panthers just played so bad last week that. And this Chiefs team, this Chiefs team, they're going to come out. They're going to be angry at that defense. I know it's ugly, but. Uh, I think they're going to be able to play a little. I hope they can play a better versus a, a worse offense like the New York Giants. And who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know what the Giants injury report is looking like at the moment. But hey, we'll both, have to wait and both see. Both teams are a few plays away from being four and three this it's year. So pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, Sam, bef- before we sign out of here, uh, really quick, just just list a couple players that you think are going to get moved before the uh, deadline because I don't know if we'll be able to. What day is the deadline next week? What is it? The November second, so first, or second, first or second. So yeah, so we're gonna read the next episode. Hopefully, we're recording this the twenty eighth Thursday. Got to get this up before the uh, game tonight. But we look at it. We'll be probably recording November third, which is a Wednesday. So after the trade deadline. So by then, who do you think is gonna be gone? Um, legitimately, I do think. I think something will happen with Watson. I really do. Whether it's I, the, I, I, I agree. Whether it's a team like the Panthers or the Dolphins or heck even Washington, I don't know. But I really do think something's going to happen with him, even if he doesn't start playing right away. I do think he's going to be off the Texans. Um, mm-hmm. I think Melvin Ingram's probably going to go somewhere else. Uh, I agree. He said he didn't. The Steelers didn't want to, you know, put him to an AFC team, so I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs at this point, but probably somewhere in the NFC. Brandon Cooks, I think, has a chance to be gone. Like I said before, I really do hope the Chiefs at least try for him. Um, maybe Allen Robinson. I don't know. That could be another guy potentially. It's going to be an interesting trade deadline. I mean, I don't. Could yeah. you see the, this? Is just a thought right now. Could you see the Cardinals losing JJ Watt, trying to replace a defender with a defender, and trying to make an offer for uh, Melvin Ingram, an NFC team who lost a defender and could replace one. That's just something that just popped in my head right now. I'm just, just going through what injuries, what teams need right now. Could you see that happening? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just definitely one of the top teams to get Melvin Ingram. I mean, the, the, the blocks of this year where these types of players, veteran players, are just going to want to go and sign a cheap contract for them and try to win a ring. So I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely. That was just a thought that I just wanted to get off before we got off the air. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think everyone's kind of in the same spot. Watson's going to be gone. Oh, Watson's gone. Tua, Brandon Cooks, maybe Allen Robinson, obviously not Melvin Ingram. Uh, I feel like we're missing some people as well, but. Uh... 
we'll have plenty to cover next week. Yeah, we'll have plenty to cover. I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, this happens every year, I feel. We're all like, oh, the trade deal is coming up. These guys can all move. And then some people just don't move. Uh, it could be just some picks get traded for other picks. Who knows? I hope that we're going to have at least one big trade, whether it's Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson, where does Tua end up? Are the Panthers going to trade Sam Darnold? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, it's a lot to cover. And uh, Chris, I just took a sneak peek at week nine's Thursday night game, and it's Jets Colts. So I think that's a good way to end off the show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm. Yeah, that's bad. But I, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm going to be here. I think you could just talk about that. And then yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just tune in after. I mean, week eight starts in what three, four hours, and you're you're telling four me about Jets Colts on Thursday night. Oh, yeah, Steelers, Steelers Bears Monday night. Yeah. Oh God. Okay, that, that's for next week. Okay, we we're done. Look, we're done. We're done. We got a full slate of week eight to watch. I'm excited still. Hopefully, I don't come back and the Chiefs are three and five. I'll just be absolutely pissed off. But um. Yeah, hopefully this week will be better than the last two weeks. And uh, we'll see you guys for uh, next week's episode. Hopefully a lot happens. So we'll see you.